Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I am your host, the one and the only, Joe Williams. And in the studio today, I have my friend Ryan McHale from the Ketchikan Queer Collective, uh, sponsored by the Ketchikan Pride Alliance. How's it going, Ryan? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited for you to be here, and I'm so excited for this to be a weekly segment. Uh, I think I want to call it Queer Talk. How do you feel about it? I think that's a great idea i think it's really nice and it's and it's really imp- important because we live in a in a pretty liberal artistic town but it's still a conservative alaskan town so and there's a lot of things that people don't talk about there are a lot of things that people are curious about there are a lot of things that people just don't know about here that we're here to break down those barriers and really talk about what's going on in, in the in the world and uh and teach people how to how to uh, how to address us how to understand us and uh, and what we're all about yeah it's really about like educating and providing resources, um, helping both like queer folks out, but also um, helping to, I guess, like form allies and and really bring people into understanding our community. Definitely, definitely. So Ryan, I want to get started. I hear you're adopting a cat. Oh, I already adopted him. You um, already adopted yeah. So his name is Soup. Um, I got him at the animal shelter. Um, there's a special on cats. It's $20 just for a cat. So. No, I'm aware of this $20 <laughs> special because I am also adopting a cat tomorrow because I live on the side of uh, Dunton. So there are field mice everywhere Ooh. and it's getting cold. So they're trying to get into my house. So I need that cat. That See, my cat is more like my hunter assassin. Nice. Defender. Less less for uh, for the pleasure of having a cat because I'm kind of afraid of them, (laughs) but more for the defense. Uh, So I loved cats growing up. Cats were my favorite animal. And then one day I was attacked by a cat. No. So I'll I'll tell you this story. It was really crazy. (laughs) I was 21 years old, maybe 20. I was having uh, I was at a party at at, at a friend's house, coworker, um, and he has this cat. And mind you, I love cats. They're my favorite animal. I've had cats my whole life. So this cat's really cute and he's really cuddly and he comes up to me and he's like purring against my leg. So I go to rub this cat and the cat looks at my hand and claws my hand wide open while screaming like a demon. So I'm screaming. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? This cat's screaming. This cat's going crazy. So my friend grabs his cat, throws it into this bedroom and closes the uh, door. And for an hour, the cat is clawing at the door, going crazy. I wanted to leave, but I had been drinking, so I couldn't leave. Uh, and it was just horrible. So I, so I end up falling asleep on my friend's couch. And I wake up the next morning and the cat is out. The cat is in the living room right next to me. It was terrifying. It was terrible. And I've been afraid of cats ever since. Well, this might be your chance to break that fear. Now it's my chance to break the fear. Well, hopefully this cat is a true killer because I really need him <laughs> to, uh, to take care of these mice. But anyways, I want to talk a little bit about the Ketchikan Queer Collective and how, uh, and how we uh, were able to get involved with the Ketchikan Pride Alliance. Yeah, so um, it was actually in September, the Ketchikan Pride Alliance, I'm a board member of it too, um, but the Ketchikan Pride Alliance voted and we're actually now under the umbrella and that gives us the opportunity to really um, establish ourselves in the community and also uh, start seeking donations and grants to really help us within like capacity building for the next couple years to try and get funding. Definitely, because the Ketchikan Queer Collective, for those who don't know, are uh, they are re- we are responsible for Loud and Queer magazine. Yeah. It's a little magazine that we put out um, uh, 
every quarter um, that kind of just talks about queer issues and, and it's, it's a resource for queer folk within Alaska. Um, and we, we accept submissions from queer people, queer allies. Um, the artwork on the cover is always submitted by a local Alaskan um, a queer member, a member of the queer collective, or uh, or per, or someone who identifies as queer, and it's it's very important. So I want to talk a little bit. We're we're using the word queer a lot, and I want to talk a, a bit about what that word is and how we're taking the power back from that word. Because for for a long time, there was a negative connotation to the word queer, and it and there shouldn't be. Yeah, you know. Um for a long time, it was used as a slur from heteronormative, uh, or I guess, yeah, heterosexual people um, wanting to, I guess, like discriminate against queer folk people within the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, there, I guess, has been a movement over in more recent years. It's definitely taken off. But uh, reclaiming that and making it as a, I guess, like a symbol of empowerment, right? Uh, and I think what some people struggle, and, and I've seen it too in response to us using queer, is people thinking, oh, well, you know what, like, I remember when that used to be a slur, or mm-hmm. I can't use that. And it was like, well, really when it comes down to it, right, um, it's a word that I think queer folk can use um, and call ourselves queer and identify as queer. But if you're going to be... Um, calling someone queer you should be asking them how they identify right because ultimately it comes down to just respect definitely because i feel like you can say anything and it can be disrespectful if, if your intention is disrespect yeah and and when i think of the word queer i think of different i think of exuberant i think of of uh of fantastical and that is what <laughs> and, and i'd say that describes me just right baby. <laughs> i think it does yeah you know um the actual definition of queer is like weird and odd and that's why it became a slur for um lesbians and gays um early on and so taking that back and saying yeah you know what we are different right like we're not nor not heteronormative right like we are something else and this word queer is really taking on an umbrella term to encompass the entire i guess like spectrum of sexual identities right Definitely. Um, so I want to open up the, the opportunity for anyone who may have any questions for myself or Ryan to call in. Uh, the number to the studio is 907-247-2000. 907-247-2000. We'll be here for a few minutes. And uh, so if you have any questions about any of this, uh, anything we're talking about, please ca- call in. We'll be happy to take take those questions. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Loud and Queer magazine and what we've been able to do with it so far. Um, it's been very well received from the first issue and uh, you know it's only growing we're getting more and more submissions more and more sponsors more and more people interested in seeing what it's all about because though people though we are in a conservative community there are people who don't necessarily talk about these things there are many 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 queer folk within alaska it's very uh, it's very prevalent and it's also very hidden and i always say my um, the, the 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 phrase i coined in the first issue the sin is in the secret mm. there is all there's all this there's this huge culture of not speaking about queer issues not talking about these things and then it creates this uh this sort of paradox where where everything 
everything you think about as in terms of sex and in terms of identity becomes shrouded in darkness and then you get into these weird dark pockets where you're doing all kinds of random things to to to, to, to people and animals unsafe, and all kinds of things right? and, it's, and it's unsafe and it's unsavory um so it's important to talk about these things and bring it to light so that we kind of eliminate a lot of things that are going on i i personally blame the 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 closet the closet culture and the culture of secrecy for HIV. I, I, I blame it for all of all everything that's wrong in, in the world. I blame it on the shame that's put on people's sexuality because you can't control that. And it's such mm-hmm. a powerful part of who we are as humans that it, it, if, if that is suppressed, it will only come out in all kinds of strange ways. Yeah, you know, um, one thing that I struggled with, too, was like uh, it being like uh, an open secret, right? This idea that people know, but no one talks about it. And I think that is really where the struggle is, because um, within my relationship with my own brother, uh, I knew that he knew I was gay. Mm -hmm. um, And I felt like he was holding that against me. But we never talked about it. Yes. And that built resentment between us until I finally came out and he came out. (laughs) And then, then we worked on building that trust back together. But it can really come in between your relationship with honestly everybody. I realized that my relationships got so much deeper once I w- once I came out and was open and, and accepted myself really because there's always that aspect of you that if you aren't fully yourself, your relationships aren't full as full as they could be. Right? Absolutely, because you're hiding such a huge part of yourself. I will say that growing up, um, I was always a bit flamboyant, a, a, a <laughs> bit a bit queer. Um, and my mother uh, is a very conservative Christian woman, and um, and and she um, was always a bit homophobic. To be to be honest, any time I would display any kind of um, behavior that wasn't necessarily masculine, I would get in trouble for it, um, and, and deep trouble for it. And, and you know, I love my mother, and and she was a very young mother, and she did the best that she could uh, raising uh, black men in an urban Detroit where you have to be tough, where you have to to be be able to at least present in a, in a certain manner. Um, but I I knew that she knew that. I was queer and she never talked about it. She just tried to beat it out of me. Mm. And so when I came out and, and it took me a long time to come out because I was uh, convinced that my mother would just disown me. The, the, the moment it happened, I, I was, yep. I thought, uh, okay, now I, if, if I do this, I will no longer have a mother. My siblings will, will hate me. My family's going to be gone. And when I came out and that didn't happen, I was very upset with her. I was very upset, upset with her because I felt you could have shown me support. You could have helped me through this. You know, you are a grown woman. You you know uh, queer people. You could have uh, reached out to them for for advice, for resources, but you didn't. And and it, I, it, I harbored a lot of resentment because of that. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Now, um, I want to talk about. So you mentioned a little bit. So you have a twin brother. Yeah, I do. And you guys are both uh, queer. Now yeah. uh, and now. Your brother's fabulous, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> excited for him to come visit. I want to visit. I want to meet him so bad. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit. So you, I d- actually did not know that you guys never talked about it, that, you, that you didn't know that each other were queer oh, yeah. for some time. Now, uh, what was that? So um, I started exploring uh, my sexuality in high school, and it was um, 
because it was a very uh, like secretive time for me, um, I was sort of living in two worlds and really uh, was doing some unsafe things as well because I didn't have uh, the same opportunities as like maybe uh, heterosexual kids, like being able to like be open and date in school or like go over and have like hanging out with your partner or something like that. And uh, I was sneaking out at night to go mm-hmm. meet up with people and my brother... <laughs> Uh, would always know because we shared a room together <laughs> and I'd get home late and he'd be like, where were you? I'm like, um, I was at Danielle's. I was at a friend's house. And, and he's like, and you have that, that kind of like twin telepathy thing going oh, on. He knew I was lying and he'd be like, <laughs> well, I just texted Danielle and she said you weren't there. And then, so it, this, it built up this like, the like lack of trust with us. Um, and a lot of our arguments really ended in this understanding that we did not trust each other and especially living in the same room as somebody and you don't you can't trust them with your secrets right and it wasn't until uh about sophomore year in college that i realized that i was gay and that i was trying too hard to be straight <laughs> yep <laughs> and he was the the first person i actually went to um and when i asked him he had said uh that he wasn't even sure because he didn't even allow him the time to think about it. Mm. That like for him, he just repressed it. And I, I did myself as well. And I struggled a lot with like Christian guilt too. Um, it's a big thing. Yeah. I grew up in a family that definitely um, was very religious, but also uh, had my mom always reminded us that you should always question everything. Right. Um, and even question your faith, right? And and that can help you become more more faithful, right? Definitely. Um, but for me, it actually caused a lot of problems um, because I would not look at myself in the mirror. I would like try and I had this like cognitive cognitive dissonance where what I was doing was not who I am and wasn't. I, I just wasn't registering it. And that could have saved me a lot of tra- problems uh, if I didn't have that guilt associated with my identity, right? Um, and finally, it was in, in school when, and I was also worried too that my male friends would no longer want to be friends with me. It's that a was thing. a huge fear. And I remember my friend Henry, one time we were heading back from the dining hall and he stopped me and he goes, you know I know you're gay, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, dude, I've known freshman year and I haven't treated you any differently. Wow. It's like, what are you so afraid of? Wow. And that was just like this like realization to me that was like, geez, what am I so afraid of? And then as I started coming out and realizing that it's not a big deal and that my friends love me for who I am, right? And accept me for who I am and don't judge me, right? This is where that idea within the queer community is your chosen family. Definitely. And my friends really are my family and have become my family because I live far from home, right? And I don't get many opportunities to go back and it can be difficult being home. So being around people that accept me for who I am as I am, right? With no conditions is amazing. I want to shout out to our hetero allies because that's such a powerful thing. You know, growing up as a queer male can be difficult because, you, you know, it, it it's can create this sort of disconnection with other non-queer males. And, you know, uh, having friends who who aren't queer, who accept you for who you are, who don't treat you, treat you 
differently and who aren't also trying to get with you on the side and, and, and in secret because that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, that is powerful and it's and it's it's validating to your existence. You know, right. that's how I feel about it. I have a lot of uh, of of heterosexual friends who because they're friends with me, people will automatically think that they are living this secret life. And it's like, no, they're just not Neanderthals. <laughs> Yo, I know. I, I had a struggle like that before, too. Um, similar situation. So I know how you feel. Yeah, I think it's really important to have um, friends and family members or just people that know you that can say, hey, I see you and I recognize you and you, you're loved, right? Um, so I, I think that's really important within, uh, I guess, like having allies, right? And people that can su show support and love and care for you it is really important. It is important. I, I want to get back a little bit to Loud and Queer magazines. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so as I was saying earlier, um, the magazine is for queer people and queer allies, and the submissions are all by queer people and queer allies, including the cover art. So we are accepting submissions all the time. Yep. Uh, where can uh, these submissions be submitted? <laughs> so you can send all your submissions to loudandqueercatchacan at gmail.com. And like you were saying, Joe... Uh, we are always accepting submissions, but the submission deadline for our next issue is this Friday, November 5th. This Friday. So um, if you can get your submissions to us by then, they could be considered for this next issue. If you can't, don't worry. You could always send us submissions and it'll feature in one of our future issues. Yes, this is a quarterly magazine and we're always uh, looking for sponsors. We're always getting new sponsors. So It'll it'll be going on for a little bit. We, we've already we've already gotten a little bit of funds from different people. Like Catch uh, a Can Dry Goods was a sponsor. Yep. Um, who were a few? Generally Gage as well. Generally Gage she had a birthday fundraiser and and gave money to um, Catch a Can Pride Alliance and Loud and Queer. Shout out to Janelle right? Gage. What a great ally. She's amazing. <laughs> I love her so much. And all donations can may can be made either to our our Venmo. Um, which is loud and queer Ketchikan, or you can now start uh, giving donations to Ketchikan Pride Alliance as well, and it'll be allocated for loud and queer. So there are many ways to support this project. Loud and queer. Uh, we have our our, our uh, Venmo, which is one more time, Miranda. Oh, uh, loud and queer catch a can. Loud and queer catch a can on Venmo. Uh, we have you can donate directly to the Catch a Can Pride Alliance, um, and all kinds of different things. And if you would like to submit and be a part of the of the magazine, or even if you have input criticisms, how can we make this magazine better? Uh, please email us at loudandqueercatchacan at gmail .com. And you know what's really cool, too, is uh, we are actually, we send out issues of Loud and Queer uh, to communities all throughout Southeast Alaska. Yes. And we do that for free. Uh, we really just want to make sure that representation uh, is, li like, our zine and people can see themselves in their local libraries and their school libraries. So we're currently in... 18 communities in Southeast Alaska. Wow. Right? Um, so I can list off a few of those here, too. Uh, so, like, obviously, Ketchikan, Metlakatla, Hyder, Angoon. Uh, let's see. Um, we're in Kaufman Cove, Craig. We're on Prince of Wales. We're in Gustavus, Haynes. Uh, we're in Wrangell, Petersburg, right? There are all these Sitka, all these communities that I've reached out to, that, that, that we've reached out to, and 
they're like, yeah, send us this. We'd love copies. Yes. Send us future copies as well. And then we've had like, yeah, like you said, really great feedback for that too. So it's awesome that we can make these inroads in communities and have kids that are maybe questioning their identity or they know who they are being able to see themselves represented in in reading, right? In, in work. Yes, and it's important that you bring that you bring a few things up there. That the magazine is free. This is a, a nonprofit. We're not making any money off of this. We're doing this just so that people can have something to connect to. Because in a in a place where uh, there are more conservative values, it's sometimes hard to find these things. It's sometimes hard to feel that there are others like you. And yeah. also, um, we want to. Uh, it's not that so. <laughs> I want to get into this a, a bit. Um, there is there was a recent scandal. Uh, with a few of the libraries around uh, Southeast where um, there was the jargon that we're trying to make children get queer. We're trying to force queer um, ideals and queer thoughts onto uh, people's children. And let me just be very clear. Let me, and let me say it very seriously. Um, there are gay children. I knew I was gay when I was five years old. There was no doubt in my mind. I never... There was never any person or anything who tried to make me that way. My mother is a very staunch conservative Christian, has always spoken against gay values and, and gay people. Um, I, my, I had an uncle when I was young who was gay. He died of AIDS. My mother never allowed me to even see him. Um, so I was never exposed to any gay people or anything, yet I was gay when I was yeah. five years old. Um, there are gay people who are children. There are gay people who are young, and there are gay people who need to know that there are others like them. Because, and, I, and I'm going to be very blunt here, um, when you suppress someone's sexuality and you tell them that they are evil, that their thoughts are evil, that their being is evil, sometimes they can't handle that. And a lot of kids kill themselves. A lot of kids will commit suicide. They'll kill themselves. They'll kill people. They'll do things and become people that you don't want them to become just because you are, uh, are 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 spouting this jargon to them that who they are isn't real or who they are is some kind of sickness or who they are is some kind of illness. So it's important to be represented um, to the children who feel who feel this way. Uh, the people who are gravitated towards this magazine, um, they w are not being made to be queer. They are queer or they're queer allies they, or they know queer people and they just need to understand that these people are, are out there and they have lives and they have struggles. Um, I do understand that we're coming out of a bit of a conservative world where these things weren't spoken about, but it's 2021, baby. It's, it's a new day and the light is, been, is shining. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the library scandal because uh, if you can't tell, it's irritating to me. Yeah, you know, I think there was also... Um there's a history of equating homosexuality and pedophilia, and that's something that's completely inaccurate and, and completely wrong. It's a old trope uh, that people people use to really fearmonger, and uh, homosexuality is not pedophilia. And I, this has come up numerous times in our community, especially when we were trying to pass a non-discrimination ordinance. Um, there was a few people that spoke out against this. And then again, with... Uh, these books and and queer media being displayed at the library as well and uh that's just wrong it, it's just false 
It's false. And, and you know, um, that narrative, I think it comes from a, a place of pain and fear, too, because there are a lot of people who uh, who are confused about their own sexuality. And so they become homophobic because maybe they were um, abused as children by by someone who may or may not have been homosexual or or maybe they were attacked um, as adolescents by mm. by pedophile so their first um their first encounters or experiences with homosexuals may have been negative and it may have come as children so i think i think that's not totally totally out of hate all the time mm-hmm. maybe it's out of fear and misunderstanding and out of poor experiences um but i do um i ask that you seek therapy you know yeah. that you seek therapy you seek understanding you seek um people who who you can talk to who you can who you can you can you can connect with and confide in who can help you. Uh, but let's just be clear. No one, especially not the Ketchikan Pride Alliance or Ketchikan Queer Collective is trying to make your children homosexual. Um, <laughs> being being queer is not an easy life for for those of us who who live this life it's not easy and it's not something that I would wish on anyone's child or any person. Yeah, when I uh when I was in the closet, I didn't want to be queer. Um, that was something I struggled with. I wanted to be straight because our, our society tells you that you should be straight, right? There's like no other option. And, uh, it took me a long time to truly understand that I love myself. Right. And I, uh, when I could finally accept myself. Right. And that's because of these ideas that y- there is no other option. Right. And Absolutely. that's what heteronormativity is, right. Is, this idea that you can only be straight and there's an assumption that you are straight. Absolutely. It took, it took me a very long time to accept and love myself. And I would, so I grew up very Christian. I was in church every Sunday and Wednesday. I sang with the, with the choirs, we traveled around uh, the youth conferences, the, the whole shebang. And I would literally sit in my room or sit wherever I was and pray with all my heart that God would cure me of my homosexual of my homosexuality and then immediately kill me so that I could die and go to heaven. I wouldn't have to live in this world and have these feelings and have these thoughts. It's messed up. It's so messed it's up. It's so messed up. The jargon is so messed up and it creates this whole paradox in in your psyche that just messes you up. It's yeah. really crazy leads the um depression anxiety right mental health issues uh kids that aren't accepted in their families uh often end up homeless right uh so it's it's critical that if we want to end right if we want to end homelessness if we want to um work on making sure that kids uh have good mental health right the simplest thing you can do is accept them exactly and we can we can get into a whole rabbit hole here where how uh, queer children ending up homeless and then which leads to them on drugs which leads to disease which leads to all kinds of things there's a whole connection there's a literal linear line of connection where people keeping these secrets and people shaming people and people just really it's, it's it's a whole thing. We that that'll be a whole another show. We, we we, you know what? We here. we have a weekly show here. We can, we won't get into everything. I do want to touch a little bit on you. I want to touch a little bit on pronouns. I just a little bit. Cause yeah. I, I want to do a, a whole other show on this as well. That's a great idea. Um, a lot of people. You know what? 
We'll end it right there. We'll, we'll end talk it. about we'll, pronouns We'll, we'll next talk week. about all of these things next week. I want to thank you, Ryan, for coming on. Um, yes. For those who are interested in Loud and Queer magazine, it is a quarterly magazine. Um, the, the deadlines for submissions for the next issue um, is this Friday, and all submissions can be submitted to loudandqueercatchacan at gmail.com. If you would like to sponsor Loud and Queer magazine, uh, you can do so through the Ketchikan Pride Alliance. You can do so through the uh, Loud and Queer Venmo page which is loud and queer catch a can loud and queer catch a can we've got our website too loud and queer catch a can check it out we've got all our issues online for free yep totally free magazine um this this conversation got a little bit intense i'm very hey that's totally okay but you know what it's it's beautiful so uh normally on wednesdays uh we will have live music with our friend evan porter he's uh he's out fishing right now so uh we can't uh have him here today that would have kind of maybe broken up (laughs) a little bit of the uh Tension. I get uh, I get angry about these things. Yeah, Brian. well, you know, because it really strikes a chord. So it really totally does. It, it really does. Um, so, thank you all for tuning in to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. If you would like to be on the First City Forum, if you have anything interesting to say, any events to promote, any organizations you want the community to, to know about, please email me at firstcityforum at abcstations.com. That is firstcityforum at abcstations.com. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye.